0: Welcome to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. A podcast about events, travel, and the people who love both. Find more episodes at vacationraces.com. Nerding out on data, perfecting the optimal training and nutrition plan, aiming for progression in PRs sound like you? Well, Gnarly Nutrition can relate. Featuring a full line of honest sports nutrition products, Gnarly provides the best nutrition possible for all types of mountain athletes. Because they offer great tasting and reputable products, Vacation Races trust Gnarly to be the on-course hydration sponsor. With the low-calorie, high electrolyte Gnarly Hydrate for shorter races and the calorie, electrolyte, and amino acid-filled Gnarly Fuel 2 for longer races. Gnarly is here, taking the bonking out of your big day. Use code Vacation 15 during checkout at gonarly.com for 15% off. Welcome back to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. I'm your host, Colleen, and I am with Anna Hosford. She is the race director for the Grand Circle Trail Fest, and we are talking day three. I guess it's kind of day four because we talked about Wednesday. Day four,
1: but we call it day three because we label the races day one, two, three. Yes, but this is our, our fourth day. This is our fourth
0: episode. So if you've missed our other episodes, you're jumping in a little late in the game, go back and make sure you look at the first episode for this Grand Circle Trail Fest podcast series because that's going to go through check-in and all the things that you need to know about festival headquarters. Then episode two is all about Bryce Canyon, which is our day one of running. And then episode three is day two, Zion. So this is episode three Three, four. Day three, episode four. We're getting ourselves all confused. We're going to talk about Horseshoe Bend. Oh, and I love this course. This course has some very unique features to it. And this is the last day. This is our day that we celebrate. But there are some interesting logistics. We're going to be running in Arizona, not in Utah. So how does that affect our clock, Santa?
1: Our clocks should not be affected, so to speak. So you're going to cross into the border when you get um, the city of Page, which is nearby where this race is hosted, um, is very close to the border of Arizona and Utah, and your clocks might switch back and forth. So if you are worried at all about your clock switching on your cell phone and giving you the wrong times for the starts, which has happened, I will say. So if you're worried about that at all, just manually set the time of your clock to salt lake city or denver which is um, mountain standard time which is utah where canab the festival and everything is whereas arizona is on pacific time and does not observe daylight savings so it gets a little confusing but regardless our timeline is the same for all the days which means breakfast starts at five you'll leave by 5 30 5 45 to get to the event whether you're driving yourself or taking a shuttle and the race starts at 7 30. And that's 7 30 based on Utah time. Because of our timelines we built in with travel, all of that, it is all based on mountain daylight time.
0: So we are so, not changing our clocks. That's right. Okay, so make sure. And it your clock does go back and forth in this area all the time. We have problems with it all the time. So the worst case scenario, you'll be early <laughs> for the race. But we, if you want to go in uh, iPhones, you can go in and just set it manually and pick out time zone, but mountain time zone is where we want to be. And we want to stay for this. So like Anna said, breakfast shuttles in the morning, you driving yourself all the same. We are headed. I love that from festival headquarters, we've gone North to Bryce Canyon. Then we kind of went Southwest to Zion. Now we're going Southeast down to Page, Arizona. We're going to be really at the beginnings of the Grand Canyon and right there at Glen Canyon National Recreation Area. So very, very cool. You're going to be able to see Lake Powell. You guys are going to be running right along the Horseshoe Bend of the Colorado River. And man, Lake Powell looks beautiful this year. It's all filled up with water. Good stuff is happening down there. Okay, Anna, so we're going to drive and where the shuttle's are going, if the shuttle, if I'm on the shuttle from Kanab, it's going to take me to the start.
1: That's right. So if you get the Kanab shuttle, it goes straight to the start line. And then if you're driving yourself, it takes about an hour, 20 minutes. You're going to be driving to the Page Sports Complex. That's there in Page. Um, We have directions as well as a link to this location. You can also put in Page Sports Complex into your phone and get you there. That's where we'll have parking for anybody that drove their personal vehicles. And just like day one, when if you drove your vehicle to Bryce, we'll be taking a start line shuttle that picks you up from this parking lot and takes you to the start line of the race because there is no parking whatsoever at the start line. So those that go from Kanab start their race, anybody else who drives will pick you up. And just like Bryce Canyon, we will just keep those shuttles on rotation to get everybody to the start line and you will start at your own pace. Keep in mind your time doesn't start till the bib, the timing chip on your bib start and crosses the mat. So don't be too concerned with no, you know, not being there right at the 7.30 a.m. start time. When you start your race, your race is officially counting for you. Yeah, it's
0: super duper easy that way.
1: Now, Anna, what if I have
0: spectators who are driving out here with me?
1: So spectators, they can cheer you on at the finish line, but there's no parking there either. So they're going to be parking in the same designated area. If they're riding with you, you'll already be there, but they're they're going to park in the same designated area as those that drove at the page sports complex. And then you're going to take the race shuttle or what we call the start line shuttle to that finish line to be there for your runner. Um, but please note, we're, we're going to give first priority to the runners. So we'll have a section of vans dedicated to the page sports complex, some at the finish line, and they're going to be on rotation. So, We'll get you there to the finish. You'll ride from the parking lot to the finish line. And then, with your runner, when they finish their race, you'll pick up the shuttle and ride back to your cars in, okay. in a page.
0: Okay. So, spectators, be a little patient in the morning if you are riding out there with your runners because we need to get them to the start line first, get them started. Then we'll make sure that you get over to the finish line. So, easy peasy. Okay. Once we're at this start line, Let's talk about this course We you told us that we're going to do our rolling start and we're going to see Horseshoe Bend like within the first mile. We're going to be right there along the rim. We're, I yep. think Horseshoe Bend is about 1,500 feet above the Colorado River. The view is absolutely amazing. You can get as close to the edge as you're comfortable getting, but the course just kind of skirts the rim of the Horseshoe Bend. And what's the terrain like out in this area?
1: So the terrain can it's it's a little bit more slick rock as we described in our previous episode, but there's a mixture of some sandy portions, some rocky portions, um, some some desert traversing, if you will, which is kind of a mixture. And then I don't know if I can correctly term it, but Colleen Colleen and I, excuse me, call it little fins. So because of the, if you think of sedimentary rock and we're gonna go over this a little bit in our course preview the night before, but if you think of sandstone and it's sedimentary rock layers and layers packed on, and then tectonic plates shift and kind of angle upward at a diagonal, it can be a little difficult to run on because it's like lumpy pieces because those edges are exposed. It's not like that for the whole course, but you're going to run into sections of that. So you might find yourself slowing down a little bit here and there, but then there's also very good sections that you can pick up the pace and run comfortably.
0: I think the best way to talk about that slick rock is, and I think you said this one time,
1: take a a loaf of bread that's sliced
0: and then you like, it falls over to the side. Nothing's supporting it. That's kind of what this slick rock looks like. It's just got all these little layers on it. And there's also some places that you, I don't want to say down climb is the wrong term. That makes it sound like it's like five, six feet down, but you've got some bouldery sections where you have to kind of get up and over a section and kind of down some rocks. So some sections you might have to slow down and navigate that. Also, the course markings are really important to follow on this, but the course markings are not straightforward as in you know, you might be at one course marking and you see the next one and you just got to get yourself to the next one. There might be a couple of ways to get there. You just make sure you're seeing all those course markings because there's just little bushes. There are no trees out there. So the course markings are going to be low. They're going to be on the rocks or they're going to be in the short bushes. So watch for that. It is sandy. I'm just going to tell you, it is sandy out there. And guess what? Sand gets in your shoes and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. So don't worry about (laughs) it. Don't cry about sandy shoes. Just stop, dump them out, put your shoes back on and keep on going.
1: That's right. There is no getting around it. We do. If you've got gaiters and you want to wear them, that does help. but gaiters will not. One hundred percent prevent sand from entering your shoes. It's it's a rite of passage. You will get sand in your shoes.
0: You will, and it will be. You'll be like, "What's that lump underneath my toe?" And then you'll take your sock off, and you'll be like, "Holy crap! How did I get that much sand in there?"
1: And it's (laughs) totally fine.
0: Don't worry about it. It is going to be sandy. Sand we all know slows us down. And this is beachy sand. This is not hard pack like right by the water of the beach kind of sand. This is this is beachy sand. Um, yeah, it is deep and it is dry unless for some reason it rains, which makes this course, you know, it it makes some things great. It makes some things a little bit alternative. So, but we just hope for as hard packed sand as we can get in beautiful, clear conditions because we're going to be dropping into a slot
1: canyon. That's right. So we are going to be getting to run in Waterhole Slot Canyon, which is different from um antelope canyon which this area is known for but it's all sort of part of that antelope canyon network but this specific area is called waterholes canyon so first of all as colleen mentioned you're going to see that rim right away and this is looking down into the colorado river horseshoe bend on the navajo nation side of things so on the north side there's this fence line that's managed by the national park service lots of people we kind of get a secluded private view of um, Horseshoe Bend. And then you'll con- continue on the rim, continuing to see it. And then you're going to cut away from the rim for a while, head south, and then skirt around the other side of the lower part. And then as Colleen mentioned, you're going to drop into the slot canyon. And I do want to express that there are ladders to get down into the slot canyon. This is a way to approach it. There are not stairs, but they're They're ladders that are bolted into the wall and we encourage everybody to be as cautious as you need to be. Please do not be reckless. Please do not joke around people have varying levels of comfort when it comes to this type of thing. So keep in mind, you might have a little bit of congestion or wait time there, depending on when you start, depending on if you're running with a group of people, there'll be a little bit of wait time. But again, we, you know, we're, we don't want to stress the, uh, the speed as far as people's time, but just take your time to get down. So it's a, it's a ladder that you have to down climb into to get to the base of the slot canyon. And then you're going to run up the canyon. And then throughout the canyon, while you're in it, there'll be a few more smaller ladders that you're climbing up to get over this ledge or this boulder or this, these other things that are maybe impeding your, fair path in the canyon. So you'll slow down a little bit, but um, the good thing is there are some sections in the canyon that widen up and they're just kind of sandy. So if you need to pass, or if you need to slow down to let other people pass, depending on what type of runner you are, there are places for that to happen. So you'll be dropping down in the canyon, running through it for a, a portion of the course, and then you'll be climbing back out of the canyon along the slick rock and then running the rest of the course.
0: Okay. I do and- want to mention oh, that's something okay.
1: with this. We're talking over each other. That's okay. I'll edit it all
0: out. I was just going to mention that these ladders, not all of them are straight up and down. Some of them are like at 45 degree angles. So, And some of them, one of them is about 20 feet long. So it is about 20 feet long, but it is at an angle. It doesn't go straight up and down. So just kind of keep that in mind. If you've seen any photos from our Antelope Canyon Ultra of these ladders, those are the similar ladders that you're going to be seeing.
1: Yeah. So this, these ladders, they might be um, a little difficult or a little scary for some, and we completely understand if you're uncomfortable climbing down on these ladders or if you're uncomfortable being in the Slot Canyon itself. If you need to or want to bypass these for your own reasons, um, you are welcome to. So what you would do when you hit the aid station, um, after you hit the aid station, instead of going the route of going toward the canyon to drop down into it, You would simply follow this dirt road. You follow the dirt road all the way till you reach the highway, which is highway 89, like the major highway, cross that highway to get to the other side and continue on that path. And we'll mark this accordingly. Um, if you need to bypass the the slot canyon for whatever reason, you would simply stay along the rim, not, not drop into the canyon at all, and then continue on with your race. And then for those that do go through the canyon, They fork into each other and mesh together so nobody's going to get lost. I will say one more thing. If you're going for an overall award, um, you will need to do the complete course as far as dropping down into the canyon and doing the course as it is published.
0: Yes. And we, just so you know, slot canyons are, you know, sometimes people get nervous with slot canyons just because they are narrow and they are prone to flooding, we do not put you in a slot canyon if there are those kinds of dangers that are present. But if on a clear day we we watch the weather and everything like that, we're not going to put you in a situation that would make it unsafe for you. So just know that. that our, We are definitely monitoring those situations. We know how slot canyons work and we have people who are watching that all the time. But on a clear day, there's just no risk for you to be in that slot canyon. These are slot canyons that are only... They only flood at certain times, depending on where rain comes. So, really, if that's a worry yeah. for you, put that out of your mind. Know that we're taking care of that, and you just worry about getting down the ladders and having your amazing experience in the slot canyon.
1: Yeah, and these are well-traversed slot canyon sections. Where um, outside of our race, I mean, we we are getting exclusive access to be able to go into these. Normally, they are not open to the public unless you are doing a guided tour. So, um, if you were to tour the Waterhole Slot Canyon, you might tour a portion of it but the section we get to run in is actually quite unique to this race and the Antelope Canyon ultras race. So take advantage of it. Um, yeah, we just wanted to express if you have concern about using the ladders, especially because they're long ladders, they can, they can feel a little uneasy if you're not sure with your footing, but they, they are safe. I've gone on them myself. We've had a whole slew of everybody from Antelope Canyon in past years use these ladders. So they're, they're good to go. But if you have a concern, that's why we have that alternative um, yeah.
0: Route. So you get that alternate route and you will be dropping into the slot canyon just after that first aid station that you're com- going to come to. And that aid station is going to hit you about mile six, 5.9, just kind of right before mile six. So just like on your other days, you've got to be self-supported to that mile six until you drop into that slot canyon. And this whole course is a 10.6 mile course. So just be aware of that. Once you get out of the slot Canyon, you're going to be on some double track roads. They can be sandy at times, depending on what the conditions look like, but double track kind of Sandy as you traverse your way back to the finish line. And we finish right there on some private property that is some native private property. That's really cool. They have like a sweat lodge and like a little hogan there and everything. So
1: it's very cool. It's always fun when I, um, after the day three of running horseshoe bend, You'll ask runners, you know, what's your favorite course? And it's really hard for them to choose because they like aspects of various different courses. Like, I love the challenge and the views of Bryce, but I love how runnable Zion is. But then they're like, but Horseshoe Bend was just absolutely my favorite regardless. So I think I'm going to go with Horseshoe Bend. So everybody's preferences are different, but you will love this course. It's challenging with the sand and it can get warm because you're very exposed for a good part of this race, but it's very beautiful and it's very rewarding.
0: It really, really is. And that's going to be your day three. And it's kind of a bittersweet finish line. You're going to be grateful to see the finish line and to dump all the sand out of your shoes, but you're going to realize that that is your final finish line of the Grand Circle Trail Fest. But that's not where Trail Fest ends. And that's what I want you guys to know. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But once you finish, we'll get you on the shuttles. Your spectators can take the shuttles with you as well that are going to take you either back to Kanab if you rode that shuttle in the morning or back to the parking area at the Page Sports Complex. And once you're there, a couple of different options of getting back to Kanab. If you really wanted to go see the Grand Canyon, this is the day to do it. To swing back through the North Rim is kind of on the way. It's kind of the scenic way back to Kanab and you can Take your way up to Jacob Lake, go get yourself a little cookie, head out to the North Rim, see the views there on the North Kaibab side of things, and then come back to Kanab. Or you can go into the Lake Powell area if you want to make a tour reservation for Antelope Canyon. This is the day to do that. If you want to kayak or anything, make those reservations ahead of time. There's so much to do in this area, and we want you to take advantage of that. So plenty of things in page to do as well, places to find for lunch or great little eateries. So yeah, just do that. But it's not the end. Don't go home. This is what I hate, Anna. I feel like we're standing at the finish line and I'm like begging these people, don't go home yet. We've got a whole night of activities for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've got a lot going on back at the festival. We've still got food, massage, recovery, shower, and just a chance to have fun and relax. Like you're, you're done, done at this point. Um, And so you have no worry about, okay, I got to get to bed. I got to make sure I have my stuff laid out, ready to run. Like you've now completed all your events. You've received your third medal, which the medals are beautiful by the way, this year. I didn't mention that prior to this moment, but your medals are going to be amazing. And you're going to have fun stories to swap with your friends, your new friends that you've made. And there's lots going on. We'll have our um, horseshoe Bend Award Ceremony, as well as our overall award ceremony, and just a fun night to cap off the entire week of things that you've accomplished. Yeah,
0: some live music. And this is where we make these connections. You, you have to realize that there are people who have met each other, even if they come solo to Trail Fest, they come solo to Trail Fest, they meet some people, and they become lifelong friends. And it's back at Festival Headquarters. It's out there on the trail as we're battling together on these beautiful trails. And we're working really hard for three days that we make those connections. And we want you to experience all of that. That's the beauty of Trail Fest. That's why it's so different. And that's why people fall in love with it. How many people are we going to have this year at Trail Fest, Anna?
1: This year, we'll have about
0: 700. Okay, 700 new best friends. This is going to be great. It's, it's grown up summer camp is basically what it is. So just like, to me, I'm like, don't bring your family. Don't bring anybody, just leave them all at home. So you can just worry about just going, of course, if you want to travel with your family, that's totally fine. We love to see your kids. And actually the park is a great place to have families, but this is a great time to just unplug and just really enjoy yourself and take advantage. So, okay. I don't know if I have any more to say about Grand Circle Trail Fest.
1: I don't think so. I do want to, I just want to reiterate for this Horseshoe Bend Day, we are very grateful to the Navajo Nation and Navajo land that we can be on. The entire course for this day is on Navajo land. So we ask you all to be respectful of it. Don't leave any garbage anytime you're running trails, but especially this. Um, we go through and sweep the course and clean up all these courses every single day, but we ask you to please respect this land as it's, it's truly a privilege to be able to run here.
0: It really is. And we're going to have, restrooms at the start and we'll also have restrooms at the aid station and we'll have restrooms at the finish line. So if you need to use the restroom, please this is sacred land. It really is sacred land to these people and and we are just visitors there. We are guests and we get to experience the sacredness of this land. So just be just be really really cognizant of that and very grateful for the opportunity. And all of this, really you are getting to experience the best of the best on some of the beautiful land where so many of these native tribes have been for just hundreds of years and have existed on this land and made this land what it is. And we just have a chance to kind of spend a weekend there and really, really immerse ourselves. So it's a great experience. We can't wait to host you there. Make sure you listen to all of the episodes. Go back if you missed any of them. We have four total episodes for this Grand Circle Trail Fest series. And you also have your digital race guide. If you have any questions, of course, you can always reach out to our customer service at info at or Anna, what's your email?
1: My email is Anna at vacationraces.com. That's spelled A-N-N-A. All right. Super easy. We're going to have a great time. Cannot wait to see
0: you at Grand Circle Trail Fest that first weekend. I guess it truly really is the first weekend of October. Perfect way to kick off the fall. We'll see you guys later. You've been listening to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. We'd love your feedback. Email podcast at vacationraces.com with comments, concerns, or stories you'd love to share. Make sure to watch for more episodes coming soon to vacationraces.com. This episode was produced by Colleen Rue in the Festival Sound Studio. For information about music licensing, contact Dane at vacationraces.com.